Welcome to Otaku American. If you're not aware of what an otaku is, an otaku is someone who's interested in video games, manga, anime, and of course, cosplaying. In this episode, we're going to talk about, we're pretty much going to just talk about some of the stuff that's coming up this, uh, actually next week. Uh, as most people are aware, about a little less than half, uh, not less, less than half, but a little less than a week from now is Comic-Con. Actually, by today is Friday. By next Friday, Comic-Con is uh, upon us. Uh, right. As you're aware of, we, as in myself and Big L, and a few of our friends from other podcasts, are uh, going to be covering Comic-Con. So, uh, are there any things you're looking forward to with Comic-Con coming up, LB? Well, judging from the last Comic-Con that we went to, you know, there are, of course, you know, like movies... Gaming, manga, and things of that nature, and of course, like cosplay, that I'm looking forward to seeing, taking pictures of, and being a part of. But there's also people there that are selling different, various forms, of, like merchandise. Like um, some people actually sell weapons from like medieval weapons and from um, anime, and some people sell clothing. And there are people there that actually sell that their own particular type of book that. They have some published. some form of uh, manga or fan art. It's well, there is manga and fan art, but there are also people that are selling like novels and do it yourself and help yourself out books and all, really any type of thing that you would either have in production or you have already have published or just pretty much anything that you or yourself in a group have made or put out for the public. And private also. Okay. So, uh, what I'm, I know for me personally, uh, Comic Con, you know, I've been to Comic Con. This is probably my, mm, probably my second, well, this is probably my third year going to Comic Con. It'd be the first year I'm going as a member of the press. Uh, this year, I'm really just looking forward to having interviews with some of my favorite, uh, uh, franchises. Uh, I know that there's a, uh, crossover that's coming out. Uh, it was announced uh, during San Diego's uh, Comic-Con, and that's the crossover between Voltron and Robotech. Now, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm supposed to be speaking to uh, some of the creators in conjunction to that uh, that uh, comic book. Uh, that I'm looking forward to. There's uh, I, We plan on having a, uh, an interview with um, someone representing, uh, uh, well, actually the creator of uh, The Legend of Korra, which is on Nickelodeon. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that, looking forward to interviewing a few people uh, amongst people who I know, um, known, well, not known, but people that I know who are being in the uh, artist alley for Comic-Con this year. Um, Other than that, uh, I'm just looking forward to just the cosplaying in general. Some of the cosplaying, a lot of it, it's very good, very good cosplaying. You could tell a lot of these people have been thinking about it for, if not that year, before years maybe. So it's good to see. It's it's. I'm excited to see some of the uh, cosplayers and what they thought of, at least for this coming Comic-Con. So that's just some of the stuff I'm looking forward to. Of course, we're going to uh, be, like I said, we're going to be covering it with in conjunction with The Rhythm and The Rebel. Uh, the guys from there being Jay Optics and um, Jazz Wonder. Yeah, so we're. I'm really stoked. I can't say I'm stoked enough to uh, be going to Comic Con this year. Uh, it's other than um, 
those things. I know that you just recently got um, GTA 5. Yeah, recently being Today. actual about four hours ago. So, uh, What do you think so far, your first impressions of the game? Well, first impressions, well, from what I did with the last review, it was pretty much what... It, it, it was pretty much what a lot of the trailers showed that it would be, but really the trailers that I saw really didn't do the game any justice because the game has a lot more in it than I was initially led to believe. Whereas you're playing and I, I didn't know that literally on the fly as you're playing you can actually just switch between the characters. I thought that it was... I thought that it was it would force you like in a linear kind of way of doing it. Yeah, in each mission it would say on this particular part you have to play as him and then this mission you have to play as him and then this mission you but have to play it, as it him. But it does technically do that. When you select when you switch over from characters like mm-hmm. I'm sure you haven't gotten to the point where when you get through with the first mission, the first heist, you can't pick Michael or Franklin anymore. You have to play as Trevor. I don't know if you've gotten to that part yet or not, but uh, there are sections of the game in which when you do something, the other guys have to lay low, and then when they lay low, you can only have access to one character. But that is few and far between. So, But other than that, it, it happens so rarely that you don't get annoyed from it. Yeah, because I'm actually on mission four right now, so I'm still very vastly new to the game. And, you know, I, I already like it a lot because... I thought from playing the last Grand Theft Auto was that it after the after the main mission stopped, it would just get kind of dry and like boring, and I'd just be kind of like wandering around the city, and nothing would really nothing that would like jump out at me as to catch my attention would be happening. And wow, I was so wrong about that because as soon as the mission finished, I get in my car. And I drive back to the one of the main characters' house. And on the way back to the house, the partner that he's with is just jeering this guy the entire ride. Are <laughs> you talking about Lamar? <laughs> yeah. He's just laying into him like there's no tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, is this guy you're actually your friend? But see, that's the thing about it. Like, all right, you mentioned one of the main one of the characters, supporting characters that I do not like at all. I was talking to Jazz uh, yesterday when we did the live uh, uh, show for the Rhythm of Rebel and before the show I was talking to him about how I just don't like Lamar. Lamar is just like a straight he's just so over the top and horrible that I'm like I'd rather just not talk to him and when he springs up in situations I'm totally disgusted. So, you know, that character I can do without. I Sometimes I refrain from picking Franklin because that character might show up. You know, I actually, I actually could see immediately just how over the top and outrageous this guy was when I finished one particular mission where I had to get a car and drive it back to a dealership. And when I returned there... The guy who I took the car to, he's talking to my character, and he's like, hey, man, now you're an employee of the month. And there's, like, a little plaque, and it's got my picture on it. And this Lamar guy walks into the room, and this guy is going crazy. He's like, wait, why is he employee of the month? I've been here for yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And he's just going on and on, just 
going crazy and my character's looking at him like man I do not care about this employee of the month and Lamar is like I care about employee of the month it's important to me even though it really isn't important it's important to me because I'm making it important and my character's just looking at him like really dude are you serious so I got past that part and I immediately just started cruising around the city jumping into random cars just playing with a lot of different things, driving all over the place, seeing what I could do, what so, I couldn't do. As a whole, now, we had a conversation with a guy from GameStop when we were going to buy this game. Yeah. And Saints Row 4 came up. I don't know how it came up in conversation, but I said to him, I think GTA 5 is a better game than Saints Row 4. And then he brought up a point that I already knew, but it, it's... It, I have an issue with it. It's... Okay, first of all, Saints Row 4... And GTA 5 are totally different games. They're the same game based upon a crime-based kind of genre. Concept. But they're yeah, concept. But Saints Row is over-the-top parody, whereas uh, GTA 5 is going for a more realistic approach of the crime genre. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto was a lot more serious, and Saints Row was just making fun of everything. But GTA 5 has a tendency of doing tongue-in-cheek kind of gags. And yeah. they work because they, they break up the monotony of let's go let's go kill this dude right here or let's go rob this bank or let's do this, that, and the third. You know, Trevor will do some craziness where he looked, where I, there was one por- portion in which I switched over to Trevor and dude was in the middle or on a top of a mountain drinking beer with a dress on. I didn't ask. Well, there's a Kodak happened, moment. When that happened, I switched over to the next character. Just like I did in the last, just like in the last, episode, last episode of the show. I switched to Trevor. Some craziness happens. I switch right back to somebody else. I don't even bother finding out. When I switched over to Ke- Trevor, he was like, man, you don't want to know what just happened. I was like, you're right. And then I switched over to the next character. So I did notice one thing. And you brought it up last time when we were talking about a preview of this game before it came out. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that the original GTA 3 had something in it that the GTA 4 didn't have. At least you didn't notice. And I didn't notice right off the bat. And the GTA 5 had it right off the bat. And that's when you interact with NPCs in the story, in the game, Mm -hmm. they react a specific way. They react in all kinds of ways. Like you said, in the third one, you would bump an NPC and he'll be like, what the F you looking at or something to that effect. Whereas in the fourth one, you bump to NPC and they just run. They don't yeah. really do anything. They don't say anything. They don't want to fight you. They don't. When you carjack them, they just run out the way. Whereas in three and in five, in five, they practically pull a gun out and shoot you. So that whereas has in not four, happened that to never me happened. Yet. That hasn't happened yet. I've actually pulled a great deal of people out of their cars, taking their cars already. And I've only had a game for about, yeah, about five hours now. I must have pulled 60 people out of the car now. Different cars, trucks, whatever. Nobody nobody tried to attack me yet. Maybe a few may have, but as soon as I get in the car, I just bolt out there with no regard for safety. Just seeing, you know, the physics of the game, what I... So just seeing exactly how the cars behave, 
Um, the cars are actually relatively close to where they what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, well, physics they, they, wise, physics but the wise, physics and yeah. the physics engine in five, as opposed to the other games, is totally different. They totally overhauled the uh, physics engine in this game, as opposed to the the prior games. So, yeah, well, but when you look at I do know we have the work with now. Yeah, well, also when they came out with four, they could have done it with four. Also, they just chose not to. That's the difference. The game looked mm-hmm. a little better than the others, but it's you know you you came out with three. You had basically Vice City and uh, San Andreas were Vice City. San Andreas was there a third one. Yeah, I'm probably. I remember. Forget. I remember Vice City, San Andreas, regular Grand Theft Auto three. I think that was pretty much it because the other ones came out. Liberty City Stories and all that came out on PSP. But anyway, yeah, I don't, those I don't two count games those. were expansive expansions too. They're basically expansions too. GTA 3. And then you had GTA 4, which you had Damned and the Lost was one expansion, expansion, and the other one was the Ballad of something. Now, wait, with those particular two, could you actually buy them on a CD? Yes. Or was it DLC only, or was they, it both? Originally, well, when the game, when those DLCs came out, you can buy them as a DLC, which I did, or you can buy them on a separate disc that doesn't require the game. So when you bought those two, they were bundled together, and they're on a separate disc. You just threw the disc in the um, console, and you could just play the game without actually having GTA 4 prior. Because I was wondering about that. At one point, when those were new, I actually looked online and saw an advertisement for it, and I was looking at it, and I was like, well, how exactly are they going to do that? But for the disc only was that the case. If you downloaded it, you had to have GTA 4. Yeah. There is... I have some pet peeves, and they don't really have anything to do with the game itself. The pet peeve I have, really, is... Alright, it is, what, October 4th right now? Uh Uh-huh. And about three days ago, October 1st, which was a Tuesday, um, as most of you guys listening to this podcast would know, GTA Online launched. Now, GTA Online launched, and it was... It sucked because <laughs> when you when you played when you play the game online, I tried the day that it happened. I tried the day that it happened. I turned it on. It, it it wouldn't even log on. It wouldn't even go to the play online part. Okay. Uh, the next day I tried. It allowed me to set up a character, but it wouldn't allow me to save that character. Oh, even better. So then yesterday I tried again, uh, early in the morning yesterday, and I was able to log in. I was able to create my character. I had him looking the way I wanted. And, you know, by trying the other two times, I knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah, so, you pretty much tested out the character yeah. creation all the way. So I, I did it, went into the, into the city, and it requires you to do certain missions. And then you can then freely do whatever you want. Oh, okay. So it'll ask you um, to go get, to, get some new uh, gear. Yeah. Clothing. And, uh... I went into, excuse me, I went into the um, shop to buy some clothes. There was no shopkeeper. So, by there not being a shopkeeper, that also meant that I couldn't buy any clothes. So, I was stuck in the same location, same section of the storyline. So, I ended up turning off the game. No, wait. Is it that there was just no shopkeeper or did he just not spawn right away? He just, no, there was no shopkeeper. He didn't spawn at all. 
So, (laughs) there was nothing I could do. So, I turned the game off. I thought it saved. Wonderful. It saved. So then, I think the next day, I think that was a Thursday night that I tried it. Friday morning, I turned it back on. And the guy that I saved, his appearance, he looks nothing like that. I had a guy, the guy who I initially created was like, you know, um, olive skin, had spiky hair, and he, he had spiky hair, olive skin, and he was relatively short. Well, he was like average height, I guess, because Lamar is a rel- relatively tall character. Okay. So when I turned it on the next morning, Monday, Friday morning, he was a totally different character. I he know. was he was a squatty short white guy with a bald head and headphones. About four hundred pounds. Outstanding. And I thought it was a glitch, so I tried it later on, and still the same thing. I got one even better, even better than all of that together. Now, I got Saints Row Five on the three sixty. Right, mm-hmm. I'm playing it. I'm talking to some of my friends online because they have like a six man party chat, and yeah. I'm talking to all of them. When I got the game. I'm talking to one particular friend. He's like, oh, yeah, it's got online mode. It's actually going to launch today. It's scheduled to launch today. So I'm like, okay. For Xbox? Yeah, for Mm -hmm. Xbox. It's supposed to launch today, which is like four days after the PlayStation. Yeah. That's bad in itself. But That makes sense, though. But it's actually 9 o'clock right now. And when I was talking to them, that was around 4, 4 4.30. In the morning or in the afternoon? In the afternoon. I was talking to them around 4, 4 4.30. They're like, yeah, it should... There should be a download for it in maybe 45 minutes to an hour from now. So I'm like, okay, 9 o'clock right now, there's still no download. No one on 360 is playing Grand Theft Auto V online. At least you can play it online and experience all of the technical difficulties. We can't even get past the login screen. Some of us can't even get to it. I I guess that's why the gay station is better, huh? In that aspect, I'd have to say so. I mean, your online sucks, but at least you got online. Whose fault is that? Yeah, you're crying inside, aren't you? So. Well, it's Microsoft. I mean... No, but this was to be expected. When you have your um, online um, architecture closed to people, to, like, random developers. Yeah, That's the Microsoft. reason why Defiance was... Uh, you were able to do cross-platform with Defiance and other MMOs on PlayStation and PC and not on Xbox. So That's Microsoft. when GTA has to make something, they would like to rather... They'd rather make it and have it changed on everything at the same time. When you have a, a architecture in which you close your architecture to everybody else, you have to make it like this, and it cannot be cross-platform, then you're just going to have to wait. Because they're going to make it for the broader audience over the more secluded audience. Even though when I say secluded, you know, Xbox Live has at least, what, 20, 20, uh, over 20 million or whatever their yeah. number is they're going with I was going to say, there's like, it's way It's, it's way probably like 20 now. billion or something like that. I don't know what it is. All I know is they're making money. But, uh, yeah, and you think that they could cross-platform with at least one other platform. I'm going to try... The online mode for PlayStation uh, extensively, probably next week when most of the bugs. Because we're still we're talking about the it launched on PlayStation like literally on the first. So you know everybody and their grandmother, literally grandmothers, 
and kids and everybody else is playing this game. So I'm going to wait until next week to f- have a few, you know, a, a, a thorough run through, walk through of this game. So, yeah. And but, you know what? We probably still won't have online play even after next week. Yeah, Gold Team Xbox and Microsoft. Thank you for that. On Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, we had gone to an event for the New York. If you're not aware, if you're in the New York uh, City area, there was uh, the New York Film Festival going on from, I believe it was the 27th to 27th of October of September to the 13th of October. Yes, sir. And the they had first annual. today. I, I believe the 28th they had, uh, and it was a continuation. On the fourth, they had uh, the anime called um, "The Wind Rises" on uh, at the film festival. I wanted to see it. Unfortunately, it was sold out. But maybe I'll catch it some other time. But on Sunday, like I was alluding to, we had uh, gone to an event that Rockstar was holding, and that event was they were um, demoing a section of the game, and then they had the creator, the lead creator, the lead designer. The lead uh, uh, marketing person, and I believe the lead mocap person, along with <laughs> the announcer himself, Laszlo Jones. Uh, yes, sir. And it was it was an interesting situation. It was interesting in the fact that interesting to say the least. They explained a lot of things, like unbeknownst to me, well, I kind of understood it, but I didn't realize just how technically difficult it was going to be to have to have three main characters in this game and how you were able to inter how you were able to switch between the three characters yeah, control them throughout the And if you remember mostly. the lead designer said that they didn't have that completely down until like a month or two months yeah. before the game launched. He did about two months before launch. So they were sweating bullets <laughs> at that time because they just they just didn't have it down. And when you play the game it seems like it's seamless. Yeah, it like you like, guys got it perfect. Like they got it from the gate. Like that was the first thing they got down. But to hear them talk about how they were like literally people were, you know, taking was like shitting bricks. So <laughs> the, they, you know, he actually said that. Yeah, he was like, oh man, he was like, we don't know what we're about to do right now. So and then they got it last minute, got it down, got everything, all the bugs worked out. Mm-hmm. He said, that, he said that it looked good on the board, it looked good on paper, but when they actually did the application to do it the first couple of times, what a fail. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, people were like, literally like, and then the marketing lady, the marketing uh, person, she said, she was like, are we sure we want to do this? <laughs> by that time, it was already too late. You you already passed the point no return. <laughs> when you I have like, to ask, like. Yeah, and then Laszlo Jones was just. Like shaking his head, he was like, "The funny thing was, Laszlo Jones being in the game because in the previous games, like he started the GTA um, on GTA 3. He was from GTA 3 to the present, and when he was on GTA 3, he um, in GTA 4, all he was was just um, a, radio a radio personality. And GTA 5, you see him in the game." Unfortunately, I'm sure he didn't want to be in the game the way he was portrayed in the game. Which he you know, said. Yeah, uh, but he he was in the game nonetheless. But uh, it was good to see that. Uh, the person moderating the uh, whole event was um, G4's own Adam Sussler. Which, you know, if you checked out our Facebook page, uh, Otaku uh, 
American Facebook page, fan page, uh, you would have seen a picture of L- Big L and Adam Sessler. Um, you know, it was good to see him. It was good to talk to him. Uh, what did you think about the, uh, the event that we went to on Sunday? Well, when it comes to the game and how it was actually put together and the extensive research they did and exactly how much time they actually put into putting that game together, I never would have guessed that they had to do as much work that they had to put into the game over that span of time and all kinds of trial and error they had to go through and they had to nitpick everything and I know it was hard on the game testers because you know the people making the game were saying that they had to restart and they kept things just weren't coming together right and they were starting to doubt certain things but he was saying near the end it actually came together well and they put it on the market you know I even picked it up I mean the game is great so if I had to if, if Grand Theft Auto 5 I noticed that the biggest thing that keeps me playing this game so far, as opposed to Grand Theft Auto 3 all the way up to Grand Theft Auto 4, was that at certain ports, excuse me, at certain parts in the other games, there was just dead air. I mean, you'd be walking around or you'd be driving around or what have you, and it was just silence. You're just walking around like in a daze because the the graphics engine for the game was made a certain way so everything kind of looked a tad bit fuzzy like off in distance so you're feeling like you're either walking around about to fall asleep or you're actually playing the game actually falling asleep while you're playing in between missions now with Grand Theft Auto 5 I noticed that so far I haven't had any more than maybe two or three seconds of dead air whether I'm walking around I walked down a three block radius and I saw three police cars blaring a sirens chasing somebody on a loudspeaker pull over we're gonna catch you I saw that I saw people fighting in the corners I heard people screaming something exploded around the corner I'm like wow this is uh, this is a lot going on all at once this is going to keep me uh, awake while I'm playing the game. I think I like this a lot. Yeah, well, you know, there was a lot, and I was surprised by it. Just like you, I was surprised by a lot of the things that were going on while the game was going on. Right. That's one thing that Saints Row did do effectively uh, was there would be, aside from you doing stuff, there would be people doing just as much messed up stuff as you were doing. It's not worse. Yeah, and GTA has finally done that in their game where, you know, uh, in the previous GTAs um, that I've played, it seemed like all the NPCs were perfect citizens and you were the only messed up person. You were the only one doing all those bad things. Whereas now, everybody, it's it's rare that you see someone doing something that was supposed to be done by like a regular common common citizen yeah um the person that i believe the director uh his name was dan i i can't remember his first name offhand and uh he was saying that you know they pretty much rehauled the whole game they had to start from scratch um because you can only this is me saying you can only really keep riding that engine but so long because all gta 4 was was just an update to the gt3 gta3 uh Right. Engine. There were it looked better than the other games, but 
you're talking about the GTA 3 game came out on PlayStation 2. So, and GTA 4 was on the next gen systems. Yeah. So they should, they almost, Rockstar almost pulled a, uh, actually, to be honest with you, they, when they made GTA 5, they made it not based upon what they've done in the other GTA games. What they did was they made it based upon the most recent Rockstar games being, to some extent, GTA 4, but I think it was heavily influenced by Red Dead Redemption. And uh, I played a little bit of that game. I actually have it on Xbox. I just rarely play it because I don't have an Xbox anymore. But uh, I thought it was, you know, Red Dead Redemption, from what I played in it, was actually a very, very good game. Graphically, it looked amazing. Uh, Storyline-wise, it was amazing. So I just didn't like the fact that I had to get on a horse and ride a horse all over the place. So other than that, I was cool with it. But um, Now, with Grand Theft Auto V... <coughs> Excuse me. So far, there were two other things that really stood out to me that were that seemed really important to me. One was all of the NPCs in wherever part of the city you are, they actually actively engage you a lot more. And it's not just to run you over, or stab you, shoot you, or try to fight you in some kind of way. They actually... Yeah. They, they will actually come up to you and ask you or just start talking to you or, or ask you a question and you can actually answer their question whether with a yes or you know an explanation I usually or answer, what have you I usually answer their question by with a bullet in the head yeah that works saying. too you can do that if I get if my own job I get random people asking me questions I don't want random people in a game asking me questions <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I'm looking forward to because I'm, I'm playing the game to escape reality. I'm not playing the game because I enjoy answering people's questions. That's That was just me going crazy. Well, the, the best reality escape was just be playing Saints Row. <laughs> but Saints but, Row... See, the issue I have with Saints Row is it's so over the top that I can only play it but maybe 10, 15 minutes at a time. Whereas GTA V, I can play that nonstop. You know, maybe it's because it's still new to me, but it's been out since the 27th. So, it's I just feel that it's a better game. It's like it, it like the guy from GameStop said. It's hard. It, you can't really compare the two games. Yeah. But I'm comparing both games. I have both games. I'm comparing both games, <laughs> and I like GTA Five over Saints Row Four. Now, if GTA Five was similar to to the other GTAs, then I'd probably like. I can't even say that because the issue I had with GTA Four was it was similar to GTA 3. Whereas now I have the same issue with Saints Row 4. Saints Row 4 is now similar to Saints Row 3. So I'm like, where's the innovation? In a way that, a way that makes sense. Where's the innovation in Saints Row 4? It's like, it's cool to play the game. Yeah, great. I can jump I can jump over homes and stuff. Three-story homes. Yeah, that's awesome. But how often am I going to really want... It, Saints Row also does something that that seems quite retarded, actually. Where I can glide, I can jump in the air and glide places, but yet at the same time, I can carjack people. Why am I carjacking someone when I could just get out the car and jump to wherever I want to go? Well, one, you have to do that for certain missions, and two, if you want to do that, go ahead, knock yourself out. Why not? Stupid. I'm like, yo, you got me as a superhero. I never seen in any. Superman movies or a Superman comic book. I've never seen Superman driving a car. 
He yeah, pro- I'm exactly. sure he did. No, he did I not. I just really didn't pay Because if you can fly, it. if I can fly, I'm never going to drive a car. Now, the other big thing that stood out with Grand Theft Auto V was, aside from the NPCs engaging you, I w- when I did a specific mission, and there, there are side supporting characters that actually have names and their own kind of persona, and they're kind of like Lamar. For is that say, is that his name Lamar? Yeah, his name yeah. Is Lamar. him. That annoying. There yeah. was another lady that I did a mission with, and I noticed that when I am done with the mission and I come out of the mission, I'm just on a regular world. You actually see those characters there. Actually, excuse me. They don't just th- disappear after you. Yeah, you, they're they're like actively engaging actively in the world, robbing people and as doing stuff. Another thing is, if you go somewhere and come back, if they're still there, they're still there. You'll still see them there. Yeah, like like that unwanted house guest. Yeah, right. Or just like that guy. You'll Poor girl. See, the, that person will still be there, whereas before. When the mission is over, and if you left the area and come back, they'll just disappear, and it's like they were just never there. But that's like the woman for the tow truck jobs, where she stands out on the corner, and she basically asks uh, my character if he would like to have a good time. Meanwhile, you know this person, so that'd be, I don't know how awkward, that's gotta be, like, hella awkward. So, but she honestly keeps asking questions, and then when she's not asking that question, she's asking your character to do a, co- a tow truck job. And when I say tow truck, tow truck job, I'm not using it as a euphemism for anything else. I mean literally. No, a literal, a literal tow, tow truck job. I've, I've done that mission, and I will probably keep doing that mission. Seems like some easy cash in the game. But like I said, the uh, the event was, uh, you know, it was at the New York Film Festival. The New York Film Festival is still going on. Mm-hmm. They have a whole bunch of like awesome shows going on, awesome movies coming up. Uh, you can go to their website, uh, I believe it's NewYorkFilmFestival.com, and uh, you can check out what they have going on still. They have, like I said, they don't, it won't end until the 13th, which happens to be the last day of Comic-Con. So, you know, check that out, you know, maybe you'll see us there, you know, maybe, maybe not. But I know one place you will definitely see us is Comic-Con. Yes, so. sir. But, uh... Before we end the show, you may not recognize me in Comic Con. Before we end the show, there's going to be um, there's one other thing. We I happen to be uh, in Linden, New Jersey, because we live right relatively close to Linden, New Jersey, and they had a um, a group of kids, not necessarily kids, like college young adults, kids, young, young adults, adults, yeah, a group of young adults. I sound like I'm like 50, but uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a group of young adults. Uh, painting murals on um, an underpass in Linden on Wood Avenue. By the train station. By the train station, if you're familiar with Linden, New Jersey. And I stopped and I spoke to a few people there. We ran into a gentleman by the name of Michael Anderson who got everything put placed together. Uh, he's working in conjunction. He's just a regular resident of Linden, New Jersey. He goes to council meetings, things of that nature. And he was just, he just got tired of seeing just the bland, soot, and grime-riddled walls over there. Surprisingly, there was no um, graffiti on that wall. Because I don't remember there ever being graffiti on there. If it was graffiti, it was like somebody just repping their, you know, whatever it was they're repping. But they painted over it, and they're now actually putting a mural up 
of uh, positive imagery on the walls in Linden, New Jersey. And like I was saying, uh, Michael Ennison was the uh, play, the gentleman who brought everything together. Uh, he's working in conjunction with a whole bunch of different uh, organizations. One of those or- organizations being uh, Be the Change. Uh, Be the Change dot org is their uh, website. You can check out them for more information. They actually do a lot of murals and things of that nature and cleanups in the city of Newark and some of the other surrounding areas of New Jersey. Uh, They are, by chance, going to be back there because what they were doing today was all they were doing was doing um, uh, stenciling and preparing for the paint that will be applied to the murals tomorrow. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like a sketch or an initial rough draft. Yeah, so what they're uh, they're going to start at 9 o'clock tomorrow uh, on the 5th of October in New Jersey. Um, you know, you can come down, watch them as they're finishing up, as they're painting everything out. If you would like, they have no problem with this, you can pick up a paintbrush and you can help them paint the uh, murals. Uh, we're going to be there. We're going to uh, do some video. We're going to you know, cover a little bit of it. Uh, they seem like very cool people. I would suggest, you know, if you have the time and you're in the, st- in the area of London, New Jersey, go ahead and check, check them out. Uh, like I said, they're going to be there from 9 o'clock, and they're going to be there until they're finished. So, yeah, he, you know. He, we asked him, you know, when, how long did he think they were going to be there. He said, until we're done. Until we're so done. So I said, okay. So, you know, help, help out. It's, good. It's, it's a good cause. You know, they're cool people. You know, and, you know, it's a good thing to do. It's helping the community. So with that said, you know, um, this... You know, thanks thanks a lot for listening. Uh, have a good time. Enjoy your week. Comic Con's coming up. Yes, sir. Get stoked. If you're going, get stoked. If you're not, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of Comic Con that you maybe want to uh, keep aware of or keep abreast of. Yep. So, you know, we're going to, of course, we're going to have a few episodes uh, come out. Uh, possibly, maybe if we can try it, uh, definitely at least twice. During the four week span, four day span, I wish it was four weeks, but yeah. uh, the four that day span would be awesome. But uh, definitely two episodes around that time, maybe four, depending on what we can get. So uh, have a great time, enjoy anime, enjoy otaku culture. Hopefully, we'll see all of you guys at Comic Con. If not, you can see our interviews, videos, and pictures that we will. Sooner than later, upload to all of the sites. Uh, as always, you know, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on... You can have access to the podcast. We're available, of course, on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, any of those type of our podcast uh, hosts. Um, also, check out our friend... Check out the other podcast I'm on called Nickels and Dimes uh, with myself of course, and J Optics. We talk about sports, primarily football. You know, we're in the middle. We're week five in the NFL season. Uh, we're talking about um, some of the, our disappointments. And the end of the first quarter has just, uh, after week four, the season has 16 games and split into four quarters. The first quarter has just ended. We're going into the fifth week. We explain what our disappointments are, what are our surprises. And what would we expect coming up in the next, you know, whether a team is real or it's like we like to say fagazi, 
Fugazi, Fugazi, baby. Or uh, they need to stop that. We'll be talking about also uh, upcoming games. And speaking of J Optics, J Optics, as most of you may be aware of, he's also on a podcast called The Rhythm and the Rebel with Jazz Wonder himself, as in J Optics, New Money, and DJ Ray, the producer in charge. You know, check them out. They're also available on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Blueberry, mm-hmm. and some of the other ones. They're a very good podcast. Like I yes. said, they're going to be there with us tomorrow in Linden. Maybe we'll see you in Linden. But also other than that, a very good podcast, yes. Have a great night. Have a great day. All right, guys. We'll see you all later. <laughs>